Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from November the 17th of 1990. And before I get rolling and throw it to the very salty Doc Turner, which he will uh, enlighten you on shortly, I want to give a special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy Marky Blassy, Mike Childy, Joe Ice, good old Justin, and then one new Patreon member this week, new annual patron, Hall of Fame member, Andrew B. Thank you for signing up. I'm going annual. Andrew, as of now, I'm recording this on April the 5th. I sent you out an email. Uh, make sure you check your email that you listed on Patreon uh, and get back to me as soon as you get that. I uh, just didn't want you to think I forgot about you. All right, Doc, you are salty for a number, a plethora of reasons, but I will ask, how are you? Terrible. I know. Just, just terrible. Man, fuck you. Fuck Harper for not being here on time. Dude, fuck Vince for booking himself to win at WrestleMania. Fuck the Young Bucks for running in. Fuck every fuck herd for this shit we're about to review. I'm in a. Uh, you you have until the AirPods run out of me tonight. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I sound like I'm on the moon. If I sound like I'm up uh, Aunt Gladys's ass, I don't know. But my internet ain't working because my modem got fried by some bullshit today. There was some, either a power surge or the power company turned off Doc's power. And Doc's intelligent. He had his modem plugged directly into the wall and the modem got fried. I don't, ha- I don't handle that stuff. It just gets okay. done and you see how it gets done. Mm. <laughs> that's why you're on your phone. And that's but, why uh, I'm on my fucking phone. Hey, you know what? We're probably going to be the last podcast these, podcast these people hear talking about WrestleMania, but it's the one they're probably all waiting on to hear what we thought about that. Because we didn't hate everything. Okay, let's get into it while we're waiting on Hopper. Hopper is supposed to join us, so... But yeah, you... that'd be great. That'd be great if he could wander into the call, you know, and, and pick up some slack here. You were very hot about something on night two i need you to cut the pro that promo first this has nothing to do with actual wrestling but it does so proceed wait which was what oh oh well i thought you were pretty hot too because like uh, okay the first thing is on a sunday night i don't get what they do doesn't even like 
It doesn't work There's me up anymore. I text you about okay. it, but like I'm not going to get on here and go stupid okay. crazy well, over it. But go ahead. I want you to because you were freaking flaming hot. Well, it's because like there's actually some things at the end of Sunday night that I wanted to see. And more importantly, the boy wanted to see. And he's nine, so he can't stay up till 11 o'clock. We don't do that in this house. We've got bedtimes. And, but, I mean, they've done a great job getting us here to see Brock and, and Roman. And we both wanted to watch it. And they don't start till 7 Central, which is a mistake on a Sunday. Like, you want to wait till Saturday night, let everybody get their Saturday shenanigans out of the way. I get that. But on Sunday, we can't start at 5 be done so people can wrap up their weekend man I was watching we watched the main event Monday afternoon when he got out of school and I got off work before I take him to soccer practice that's some bullshit <laughs> you made me sit there for you made me sit there for seven and a half hours on two weekend nights and I can't even finish the fight and so Sunday night we start at seven which is dumb but then it takes 25 minutes because we have to have Triple H come out with his full entrance, spitting all over his suit. Hey, pal, you're an executive now. Let's don't dribble on the suit and leave his boots in the ring like anybody gave a shit. Mm. I bet you everybody, uh, Harper's on, so I'm going to add them now. I bet you everybody thought that I was going to cut that promo. Well, you know, and like it's so bad because like even even Miss Duck will come in and sit down for WrestleMania because it's like, you know, it's kind of a thing. And it's, I mean, if you're going to watch one, you might as well watch that. And she looks, she goes. We haven't done anything here. I was like, no shit. So I just, you know, it was great to see that. uh McMahon's were, and Helmsley's were still making sure they had prominent positions on the card. That was nice. What's wrong? Did you see WrestleMania, Hopper? Yeah, I watched it. Doc is cutting a promo on night two with the Triple H. Waste uh, 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning of it. because I didn't see you know, that. Well... Let me enlighten you since you missed a minute or two. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. So, what was your what was your favorite part of WrestleMania, Harper? I mean, I only watched it so I could see Steve Austin. So that was your favorite. Yeah. How, how much does it? How painful is it to watch him walk? Yeah, he was. He's definitely slower. I mean, I don't care because it was Stone Cold and it's it's awesome and 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 he was. I mean, I don't care because it, it's Stone Cold. But I mean, God, he oof, he was he was walking like he had to take a dump. Yeah, me and Luke were watching it. And I was like, man, his strikes look a lot slower. Mm, those kicks, those stomps in the corner. Right. Yeah, I was like, you know, he's he's definitely fifty something years old now. But I mean, 57. Right. I mean, it, fuck it. It was still worth it, though. All right. So, Mike, what was your least favorite oh. part? Well, go ahead. I try, I, to, finish. I try to find his beer at uh, 
fucking total wines. They didn't have it. Y'all have those there by y'all total wines? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they ain't fucking have it. On a website, I mean, they're not a sponsor. They but I guess they got some free advertising. <laughs> yeah, fucking walked in there. I was like, kind of fuck all these stupid ass beers, man. I don't know how the fuck they get away with that shit because they had like a beer that had like the it was called like eight bit something, and it looks like the fucking Nintendo Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And there was another one that had like uh, Destro from the GI Joe cartoons on. I was like, how the fuck they get away with this shit? I think it's because it it hadn't been regulated yet. It's kind of like rock and roll in in territory wrestling. Nobody was paying attention. But once somebody figures out, once somebody figures it out, they'll they'll descend on that shit. It's like how can you have like because it's the GI Joe cartoon character. How can you have a cartoon character? On a can of fucking beer. Maybe they've already reached out to the company that owns that and they got permission. But still, it, it, it's a cartoon character. It's like That's putting they, fucking Bugs Bunny on a can of Budweiser. But maybe they have leveraged horizontal synergies through the marketing <laughs> integration <of> two <laughs> concepts to drive a product that appeals to the child and all of us. The, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Because they had a fucking Space Invaders one that looked like the uh, Atari game. Oh, I know. I go to get a six-pack of some beers at Total Wine, and, and I take the kid with me, and he's like, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. And I'm like, shit, dude, I'm ready to go drink these. Yeah. So, Mike, what was your least favorite part of WrestleMania? Are you talking about just matches? Sure. Too much to choose from. I really try not to be super negative. I don't want to be negative. Look, I don't want to like blast was, this. The jack, the jackass stuff was terrible. I hope Sami Zayn got money. Oh yeah, bro. I hope he got seven figures for fucking embarrassing himself like that with the Look, big like, house strap. I've seen every episode of Jackass more than three times, and I was a fan of those guys when I was younger. But come on, right. When you were like in college, like twenty something years old, not in right. two thousand fucking twenty two, bro. That I mean, that pops out was funny when it was in a hotel hallway, right? But in, wrestling, but in wrestling, it was kind of stupid. Yeah. My my thing is, like, I remember I don't know if it was Jackass one or two. I can't remember. I mean, I remember seeing one of them, and I, I died laughing because it's just dudes being stupid, and I'm in my twenties or whatever, probably late twenties. Yeah, we but I was we might not want. We might not want to hop on a on a high horse here, three of yeah. us, and talk down to Jackass. Well, no, hey, that's the thing. But let me say one thing too. Like I remember, it was Johnny Knoxville. He took a shit in a toilet at like at a the Home Depot. Yeah. yeah, and the toilet isn't hooked up, and he gets up, and the guy's like, what? "I don't know if it was a Home Depot, Lowe's. I can't remember." But yeah. the guy's well, like, "They're not they're not sponsors either." The guy's like. What are you doing? He's like, bro, I had to go. And then, so he he literally dropped this big-ass log in a dry toilet. Like, that's freaking, that's freaking so juvenile and fantastic in so many ways. So, like, I don't care. Bro, that wasn't my thing, whatever. If you liked it. it's Here's the thing about WrestleMania these days. 
Okay, first off, it's too damn long over two nights. We get that. But again, what, night one was kind of fun in a bunch of ways with the whole Stone Cold thing. But I just, nothing works me up anymore because Harper and I have had this discussion. You and I have had the discussion too, Doc. Uh, three of us have had it. What we see now is just not wrestling anymore. It's just a big production. It's it's it's, it's show business. It's the whole damn sports entertainment nonsense. So like nothing works me up. There's there's matches that were actual matches. Like I think that Drew McIntyre Happy Corbin. I don't know when he turned happy. I haven't watched it in so long. Like like that did nothing for me. Um, it just there was nothing there. Um, the Cody okay, Rhodes so. wasn't bad. Cody, I like. I, I'm not a Cody fan, but the crowd popped. I love the hypocrisy of these crowds. Like, you know, he's the Antichrist when he's not working for you. And, you know, he's over there destroying thrones in AEW. And then he comes back and, you know, they're it's chanting like, his name. It's so it's hilarious. Like, Owens and Owens and Austin was like, I loved it. I mean, it was just here's, here's freaking thing, Kevin. But here's Kevin, the, well, well, one thing. On. Let me finish. Kevin Owens bouncing around for him was the greatest thing ever. He right. was just selling. And, dude, you know that dude was living the dream for real that night. Oh, and Austin yeah, was his favorite wrestler. I can't believe he took that suplex on the fucking floor. What were you about to say, Doc? I, I, had to, I just wanted to get there. Well, the two ni- I don't mind the two nights. But there's the, the bigger problem is they don't have enough superstars. No, it's to fill tonight. Right. So and, and sooner or later, there's only so many Steve Austins. Well, so, let me tell you something. Kevin Owens is a superstar. Go go ahead. He that, is. He is. He is a superstar. Roman Reigns, even though you hurt him in the in the in the main event, they Brock hurt him, is a superstar. Brock is a superstar. I think Pat McAfee's a superstar. That dude. <laughs> I want to hear what Hopper was about to say about that Austin dude. and Owens. But I want to, then dude. I want to hear McAfee from Pat Hopper, too. Okay. okay. Bruh, when he jumped from the ring up to the third turnbuckle, it's like, you know how hard that is? Yes. I, I couldn't believe it. He jumped up there like a fucking frog. He's got legs, man. He's a he's a punter. People think punters aren't athletes, bro. That dude made it to the NFL for a reason. You have to have some form of athleticism. You might not run a four three forty, but you are an athlete. Still, that guy, that guy, Vince wanted the Miz to be, but he can't because he's the Miz. Dude, Pat, Pat McAfee, he's, I love that dude. He is a treasure. Yeah, he so did they got really some, well. They got some stars, and they got some superstars. Yeah, but they don't have enough. enough. They don't have enough to fill two nights. No. Because that's you're right. That first night was not bad. But the second night, God. It, oof. The only reason why that second night sold out was was to see Steve Austin. So what are you going to do next year? Well, no, no. The second night, Austin. No, well, no, Austin no, was no, on the I'm second. Sorry, uh, the first night. So, so yeah. Next year, who are you going to bring out? The Rock. I don't know. Where is it next year? Anybody know? 
It's in L.A. Okay. Uh, probably. Well. Yeah, the rocker yeah. singer. I mean, you can bring out the rock. <laughs> but they, they, Harper was about to make a point. I think he was about to say, "Look, you, you've only got so many Austins out there. Like, yeah. it gets to a point where you haven't built enough stars, and pretty soon your mega stars like the Austins and whatnot, they're gonna be too old to do it. Like, yeah, you can't just they, keep re- doing it. You have to sell out an NFL building." Two nights in a row. That's yeah. That's the part yes. that I'm like, how right. do you do that? That ain't like selling out a fucking NBA building two nights in a row. And and there's a hundred shows going on in that metropolitan area that whole yeah. weekend. Right. Not just that. Are- then then they had to sell out Doctor AAC Friday night and Monday night for SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. <laughs> They ran four buildings with a total combined capacity of about 200,000 people <laughs> in, in the same city in four days. Well, what's the other two buildings? A well, on either side. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's saying the same build, like the basketball building was Friday night, Monday night. And uh, oh, the super, the big, right. the, Tech, and the, the, big stadium and the, and the hockey crazy. and basketball teams were both out of town, so they just left everything set up from Friday night and came back last night. You think they would have had something in maybe Fort Worth? Huh? I don't think they got a, a, a building out there, the Wells Fargo. Yeah, but it is. No, nah, they built that Dickies Arena, but it's not big enough. Oh. Yeah, not for not for WWE. If, I mean, if maybe ROH for... would have came to there, I guarantee you Mike and I would have gone. How big yeah, is that building, Mike? It's like U and O. Which one? The uh, Dickies building. How big is that one, Doc? I'm not even sure. I don't know because it's real new. I mean, they played some tournament games in there in the NCAA tournament, the first round, but it's like real new. Like they finished it during COVID, so like I haven't been there. Fucking it says, Dickies are It says concerts fourteen thousand, basketball thirteen five, family shows and hockey See, twelve put, two. Oh well, fuck! Well, that's like a yeah, that's like an NBA slash uh, NHL building almost. AAC's running about eighteen. Yeah, right. That that's, that's actually 5, this, the Dickies Arena is bigger than Lakefront Arena. Lakefront Arena ain't that big. Yeah, it's like seven to eight. Right. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. If it had been there, Doc and I could have gone. I was not driving to Garland on a Friday afternoon no, no, traffic. No, that, yeah, that's, the other, that. that's the other side of Connecticut, bro. You texted us Friday night about the Hall of Fame. What were you what were you trying to tell us? Like we we were I, I was down there knocked out. You don't even remember. And fucking Tiffany is like, what's with the un-? she's like, why does the Undertaker have that rat tail thing? That's a good question. I was like, I don't know. I think he's because he's losing his hair or something. Hey, you know what else is a good idea is in your WrestleMania main event to not have the guy who's gonna lose hurt the guy who's gonna win. Real bad, so that hurts things going forward. I mean, accidents happen, bro. Dude, I think Brock got mad. Look how purple his head was when he hugged in that camera lock. <laughs> oh, bro. I, yeah, I'm really cautious when I call people dangerous in wrestling. Like, there's truly dangerous people, and there are people who just, you know, stuff happens. Like Kevin Von Erich was dangerous. Mm. Go watch well, he some was shows. Fucked up. 
he was dangerous. Like, but he was I fucked up at the time, so like he's got an excuse. I don't care how messed up you are. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. Some, I mean, and nowadays everybody knows this will work, so you kind of got to lay it in. You can't just limp dick it. I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't want to say that like he did it on purpose, but yeah. Fuck well, I know. I'm an outlaw mud show idiot, right? Yeah. What the fuck do you know? Exactly. Okay, Doc. What else you got before we get into another Jim Hurd edition of Saturday Night? Mm. I don't know, man. I feel like we should talk about just about anything besides this shit. Well, Doc, I know you're Harper. Harper, you got any Easter plans coming up? I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, what is that? I don't know. You don't know when baby Jesus is rising? It's not baby Jesus rising. Yeah, it's like it's a, a joke. Damn it, go with it. It's when hey, Jesus Christopher. pulled the greatest hope spot ever. Bruh, did he? <laughs> Hogan ain't got shit on baby Jesus. I could tell you that. They <laughs> rolled away the stone. See, look, I told you he didn't die. <laughs> uh... Hopper, I'm comes, I'm gonna he comes crawling out to he comes crawling out like Ricky Morton to Matt Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Doc, I'm gonna try to share the video. Hopper, Doc is on his phone because his well, modem his modem got fried today. Uh due to a power outage. Oh. And I can um, see the video. Okay, but I just don't know how much bandwidth it's gonna eat up as we go along. That's why I said that. Oh no. Yeah. So he can't, he, he, it may work, it may not, uh, but at least you can see it, Hopper. I just, I don't know how good it's going to be for Doc. Um, hey, real quick, before we uh, jump into any other topics, I did want to mention, we got the Clash coming up. Uh, it'll drop a day or two after this show. There's another Clash coming. You only can listen to that by going to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Sign up, become a patron, get access to that clash, along with all of the others. I think this is Clash 14 we're doing, or 13, don't remember exactly. Uh, all of the clashes before that we've done are available on Patreon. All of the pay-per-views dating back to 87 are available on Patreon as well for WCW. So sign up, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. Doc, anything else before we get into the Jim Hurd bashing? I mean, this is all him now. What's all him? This whole thing. It just, it's muddy. It's territorial. It's just, and I just want to remind everybody, because you just said it, and you led to a really good point here. This is the go-home show for the Clash. So this is like, let's drum up some interest for a big free night of TV and stuff you want to see. Just keep that in mind as we go through this. Oh, yeah. For, uh, after Mania, I started watching some old Smoky Mountain on fucking Peacock. Did you watch it with your girl? No. She wasn't here. She's like, so-and-so wants to go out. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. And then so, so I got fucked up at the house, and I was like, I want to watch some Smoky Mountain. Rolling Rock yeah. and Smoky Mountain. Is it the yeah, they don't cut Jer- out a lot, bro. Is it There's the a lot that bloodbath? It's where uh, 
a dirty white boy cut a promo on something called oh he's a cutting a promo on uh was it with uh, uh when uh Tim Horner was a samurai <laughs> and he's like Kendo and he's like yeah you know you slanty eyed this and that I'm like Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, they really don't cut out shit. The gangsters promo at Night of Legends is on that. Damn. And I think I think I don't think they cut anything from it. They might have bleeped something that wasn't bleeped on the original, but I I think they played I think they let that whole thing fly, man. Come on, man. Let a play a play, you know? Yeah. Man. Good stuff. Um, all right, we'll get the video version going now. Were you drinking Rolling Rock, Hopper? I, I, I was drinking Budweiser's. Oh, Budweiser. Well, there you go. And, all and right, I had so... two, old, two old Milwaukee's that I, that I found, like, stashed in a refrigerator that I forgot was, about. Was this Friday night? This was uh, it's a Sunday night because I was oh. off today. Uh, I was off Monday. Did you have to go in and play with any Legos? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> you told you talk, remember last week you told us about the whole Lego thing? Oh no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Team building event. Yeah. No. <laughs> Did y'all learn some valuable lessons from that that y'all are applying to the job even now? I just learned that you gotta work together to you know, we we oh, okay. we, we have a common goal. That's right. Yeah, so get the call, fuck it, out of here as soon as possible. Well, that's 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 real people that don't have mental illness. But the word the word for that that we're all on the team is that y'all share interdependency. <laughs> all right. Hopper's <laughs> like, that's too big of a word. <laughs> all right. Well, this is November 17, 1990. The Jim Hurd killing continues of the territory and promotion, if you want to call it a promotion, not really a territory. We're in center stage again this week. We do not get a show opening. I think it was clipped off. We do go straight to the ring for the Southern Boys versus Wild Bill, Irwin, and Paul Lee. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Paul Lee. Yes, Wild Bill has short hair. He's mm. still here in WCW. And I bet you he chopped off his hair. Because he was under that black scorpion mask on many of the non-televised shows. That meant he never had to tuck his hair into the back of the mask. He also appears to be mustacheless, which Wild Bill looks really actually young here. Yeah, by comparison I thought that was to, him. I was like, is that him? And it's like, well. He's young. Yeah. He looks good. Um, He's uh in good shape, too. You know, as you as you look at him here. But anyway... Doc, I'll throw to you. Anything from this matchup? He does look young. I was thinking maybe he cut his hair because he had to get a shoot job because they don't put him on TV anymore. I mean, that could have been it. But again, he was doing the Black Scorpion during this time on the non-televised. So I, I met him in 95 or 6. Please tell the story. Was... What? Please tell this story. Do you know this story? You've told me this story before. You just don't remember. Keep going. Well, we we've had a long history together, Mike. Okay. Um so I, I worked I worked at a like I wasn't a real estate guy, but I, I worked at a real estate office doing stuff. And uh I guess this was after the goon. 
It was in yeah. you know the North Texas area, and I was walking through, and somebody introduced me to. And this is what's funny because I think his real name is Barney. Yes, that's correct. But he was going by Bill still, which is a smart move, right? Because you know, you name identity in real estate. And he was interested in getting his real estate license at the time, and I didn't recognize him because he had the short hair like this, and like you know, he didn't have a bandana around his neck, and he wasn't cracking a he wasn't cracking a, a, a whip in my face, and I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And I he walked out, and the guy was like, "Do you know who that is?" I was like. Oh, it said his name was Bill. He goes, yeah, that's Bill Irwin. He used to be a wrestler. I was like, no way. Holy shit. Ran out in the parking lot and gave him a bulldog in the gravel parking lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Super nice guy. Hey, man. Yeah, he, I mean, he was real respectful to, to me. And I was probably 20 years old and just kind of roaming around the place doing odd stuff. College job. So, good times. Southern boys, damn impressive in this match, though. Yeah, Southern boys they end up hitting their finisher, but the Freebirds hit the ring, who did cut a pitcher-in-pitcher -pitcher promo, and uh, Tracy is still able to pin Paul Lee. I'm going to go to this finish right now. I want you to see <laughs> Michael Hayes messes his finisher up, or, or the Freebirds do. So, like, the Southern boys are going to hit their finisher right here, um, and the Freebirds hit the ring, and the Freebirds hit the ring too quick. And I think they were supposed to let the Southern boys pin Paul Lee uh, first. So the Freebirds come in before he's pinned. And then they realize, oh, crap, we're, we're, we're too soon. We got to get out of here. Like, Hayes was like, wait, we, we came too quick. Because he's not, he hasn't been pinned yet. Yeah. Now they go back and pin him. And now the Freebirds come back. Like, they realize Hayes powdered out and then he comes back. They hit the ring too quick. Like, he hadn't been pinned yet. It's, it's obvious that's what happened, but it's it, it was just one of those things I noticed. I was like, oh, look at this. And then after that, they give us a replay of last week because Bobby Eaton is back out there helping the Freebirds and Eligani clears the ring, so a replay. Anyway, uh, so the boys King. look good. He has Rocky King on the on the apron. So what's he do? Yeah. Like he's he was like that mascot. I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, he was the roadie. He's the roadie. Oh, uh, right. He was their roadie. He was kind of like a, I mean, I hate to say he was kind of like a mascot, but he's out there dancing and basically doing stuff, things like a college mascot does. Yeah. God. I can't wait for Doc so. to see Eligante and Flair feud. Jesus Christ. That's like telling me to go to med school at fucking Tulane. <laughs> Having his asshole fucking be a wrestler. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ! All right, well, uh, we go to commercial. Harper, we Harper come back. Would be like Harper would be like Ronnie Dangerfield in that movie. <laughs> back to I love that fucking movie. That movie. Yeah, it was on last. It's good. Week. I was watching. Yeah. It. <laughs> you, hey, hey, Harper. Do you remember a, a movie theater in New Orleans? You probably never went there because you know your your people wasn't too kind in this area Your called the pit metairie folks yeah you do have you ever yeah. heard of the pit in um yeah. it was in yeah, Tintilly. Uh, uh, my dad took me there to see uh the running man i saw i saw bro you want to talk about a rundown theater especially in the 80s i saw 
the that that movie you're talking about back to school in that theater <laughs> that sucker was run down it was it was tore up from the floor by that point um all right let's keep going rick steiner hey. versus oh go ahead what are you about to say harper what his name say the gauntlet what is whose name runner what is gauntlet say? runner gauntlet runner you know how they doing the gauntlet matches Right, right. I thought that was like a uh, a nickname or something. I was no. Like, the Runner. Yeah. So before they cut to this, they do show Rick Steiner versus Moondog Rex from the Power Hour. They show that match from earlier in the day when Rick Steiner defeated Moondog Rex, and that was the first match of Steiner's Gauntlet match. So he, you know, uh, moves along, and now he's going to take on Tim Horner. So if Steiner wins, he's now going to wrestle Sid. Um, who's out at ringside uh, in like the third leg of the gauntlet. So this is the second leg of the gauntlet. I hate these gauntlet matches. At least they show you the first leg on the replay, but it's just, uh, it ain't working for me. They're trying to do something to drum up interest and I get it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, this, this would work. This would be fine if, if lots of other stuff in the promotion wasn't crap. So Steiner's taking on Tim Horner uh, Sid is out at ringside. The Nasty Boys also come down to ringside, and they are told to leave. Horner is actually showing sportsmanship and not attacking Steiner when Steiner is distracted by everything going on, on the outside, including Sid and the Nasty Boys. Um, anyway, long story short, Steiner wins when he reversed an inside cradle from Horner, and then the two guys do the Code of Honor, Ring of Honor style after the match. Doc, what would you have from this? It was pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both faces, so... That's right. the challenge. It's, it's going to be chaining. And I want to see Rick Steiner tossing people and Steiner lining folks, and he wasn't going to do that to the guy that was, you know, standing up for him. So it's kind of like, you know, putting Peyton Manning in the option offense. What's that going to do? Um, Nothing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, pretty boring. I think no, you're uh, hitting on here. Yeah. Yeah. Fax, mas- fax machine thief. Come on. So he he stole a ring truck allegedly. Oh yeah, it blew out he three said... engines. <laughs> <laughs> and Cornetto. And, and then to replace him, they had to get this racist fella who made D'Lo crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they um. Don't forget, he also, um, according to him, Cornette stole $5,000 from uh, printing places in the Smokies. Yeah. With, uh, I want to know how many printing places there can be in Morristown, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> For the amount of money he evidently owed, right? Man, I would imagine that whole town is just papered in fucking banners and shit with the amount of green printers <laughs> that re- exist in that fucking town. <laughs> Morristown. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Know. I can't deviate from the 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 application I have on my phone right now. Oh. You want to know how blue. big it is now? Yeah. All right. Let's look. Was it the probably thirty two thousand? It's probably biggest. It's like maybe Lake Charles, Alexandria. It's too, it's too bad we're not people, live. There's more oh. people in Tennessee than you think, though. Right, too because they got it's Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga. Yeah. 
Bro, what the hell does this say? In the uh, if half if we were streaming live, half pint would would be able to answer for us. You know, he he'd have to get on his stool to reach his computer so he could look it up. But anyway, That's nice. um, it says in 2019, the city was reported to have what the hell is a daytime population of 118,600. Ah, uh, maybe they're vampires. Oh, listen. Daytime population, the definition of that is also known as a commuter-adjusted population. That's oh, like, people... like some bullshit for tax purposes. How many people is... live there? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. How many people live in the city? But it says a daytime population of 118,600 We can't do simple shit anymore. We can't count how many people live in a place. Right. Who gets their fucking mail there? <laughs> Come on. The estimate in 2019 of actual, I guess, people who lived there was only 30,193 See, people. I said 32. I was right. You don't need more than two sprint screen printers. You don't want anybody to have a monopoly. You need some competition. <laughs> but there's not enough market share for more than two. The urban area is 65,000. The whole metro area is 142,000. I mean, but the actual city... It says estimated thirty thousand one hundred and ninety-three people. That's not a what's lot. What's the what's the racial breakdown there? I, I got it on Wikipedia, and I'm not trying to look that oh, up right now. It, so it's, it's all Eskimos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you used to find it in Wikipedia? Because I don't see it on here. Yeah, every time. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll if, it's you, on, if it's on Wikipedia, you know you can trust it. We'll give you that homework like we gave Darren the homework that he never turned in. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. We love you, Darren. Um, all right. So we got a wrestling wrap-up segment here. They show a replay of Eaton and Sting, the finish from last week when the Black Scorpion voice came through the speakers and when Sting backdropped Eaton over the top rope and lost. And then he was attacked by two guys who we don't even know. And then, Who the fuck were they? I, I don't know. And I, I You're like briefly... two fucking, uh, like they work at fucking Office Depot or something. Yeah, I tried to look it up just to see if I could find something. And I spent one minute and that was all I was spending trying to figure out who they were. And uh, I just didn't care enough to continue to look it up. So if you have the answer to that, you can send that DM to Hardbody Hopper or uh, SMU Heavy. So it's a... Oh, bookingtheterritory.com slash Twitter. <laughs> slash terms. Yeah. On the wrestling wrap-up, uh, Luger cuts a promo followed by Sting. Luger promises to have Sting's back and solely promises surprises at the Clash. Sting, so, Sting uh, he, he looked like he was uh, like the a fucking Mardi Gras king or something. That you go back... If you go back and listen to that, Sting didn't say anything. A few days away now from the big clash, the big meeting, the Scorpion and Sting. We're going to get this thing over and done with. Hopefully, if it all goes the way I wanted to, and I got Lex Luger talking to me the past week saying, Sting, you know, you got people coming out of the audience. The guy is disappearing. He's reappearing, coming back. People jumping you out from underneath the ring. Voices from all over the place. Sting, I'm going to stand there ringside along with whoever I can get to come on out. Make sure that nothing <laughs> weird happens again. Hey, from All right. With whoever, with whoever I can scrounge up in the back. Jesus Christ. 
I needed a howl or something for my buddy Everett Starr out and there. Howl! Let me also say this. This is actually, you know, I finally, I'm sometimes slow on the uptake. This is an actual magazine they put out on subscription. Can you imagine how many, how awful that magazine must be? Yeah. It's and probably all ads and like a like, catalog. And everything's misspelled. It's like a third grader wrote it. Um, it's thirteen pages long. <laughs> but but I I think you okay. Put yourself in that time period. No internet yet. Uh, yeah. And I'm not look. The hear like hear me out. I realized WCW didn't know how to market anything, and they're doing these segments, but they still and they have the commercials for it during the show wrestling wrap up. But WCW didn't know how to market anything. That's one of their bigger problems. But, I mean, you got to put yourself in that time frame. Uh, no matter how, quote-unquote, bad it was, it probably wasn't that bad. They just didn't know how to sell it. The wrestle wrap-up. That's my official kind of take on it. I mean, I'd love to know, like, how many subscribers Man, they had I'm at sorry, its peak. But- even in that time, if I open it up and they can't spell Arn right for Arn Anderson, I, I'm, I'm like, what are we doing? I, I mean, I, I hear you, but the, the other part of it is like, how difficult was it? You know, you were trying to compete against like the PWIs and the established quote unquote brands. Oh, I got it. I got it. We'll be different than PWI. We'll misspell shit. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tried to look it up, but it's but it's it's um WCW magazine is coming up. But no, it says that was the that's what it turned into. It was look originally at this guy. Was, yeah. With his gut sticking out. Man. Yeah, I can't find the numbers on subscribers, but, you know, I am interested, actually, in how many ahead. All right. What Harper is talking about is mm. we got a match going on in the ring. Motor City Madman versus Dave Perry. We did get a picture-in-picture promo from Motor City Madman talking about Luger. He's trying to talk tough, and it's got WWF cartoon written all over it. The tough talk sucks. The finish... Motor City Madman gets the guy above his head like an overhead backbreaker and pounds his head on the turnbuckle. That was the finish you were watching, Hopper. That didn't look safe. No. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing you could do. Look, watch what he does. That's Nah, that ain't nothing. Yeah, that ain't shit. He's just tapping him. But do you trust that guy to do that to you? Um, I could protect myself from... Okay. Where I'm at right there. He looks, he looks like the bad guy in some like the the nameless, faceless, uh, the faceless, nameless bad guy in some '80s movie. Yeah, like from fucking some... Rise in Arizona. Yeah, Rise now, in Arizona. That guy, man, that guy looked, that guy looked, that guy looked tough. Well, he's gonna give Luger a run for his money. Hold your. Yeah, he, oh, oh my oh, god! Oh, can't <laughs> I can't wait for that. Where's yeah. Paul E? He he brought him in, right? Do you? I don't know if he brought him in. Well, he yeah. paid for him, I guess. Technically, he hired him as a 
hired hand. But come on, man. When has this promotion lately had any continuity? If we're looking for continuity, we're <laughs> covering the wrong thing. Everything was airtight, brother. Airtight, brother. They really believe. They, 24.95, wrestling wrap-up, 12 issues. There you go. All right. We keep moving, and we go to the Z-Man versus Gil Canatella. I think we've seen this dude before, Canatella. We have. We have. He looks like your average fifth-grade science teacher in the Smokies, in my opinion. And, Hopper, you'll get a good look at him in a second. I don't know who's more boring, Z-Man or Canatella. I don't, but Canatella's got an excuse. He's enhancement talent. Uh, Doc, what do you have from this five-star Matt Classic? <laughs> yeah, looks like he's wearing a diaper. It does. In the famous words of Doc Turner, he's a Z-Man. I'm getting some Zs. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Um, like I said, Z-Man wins. Can it, this Canatella fella, I don't know what's up with the, with the, the tights, bro. It's, it, he's scared to jump off the oh, second rope. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Harper, that's exactly what guys do that are scared to jump. Watch. He's scared to jump off the second rope. That's why he's holding on. He's scared to jump. Oh, man. oh fuck. He, he held like, on to the rope all the way down. He, he did. Like he was grandma. scared. He looked like a grandma trying to navigate the wet pavement with the handrail. <laughs> He was scared. Yeah, and, and then you got to go tell the, the kids, go help your grandma. You know she's not real steady on her feet. <laughs> Airtight, brother. Z-Man with the crossbody for the win. There we go. Uh, Hopper, remember last week we were trying to find out what was in the box? Yeah. Yeah, I got a All right, well, Did you watch Seven this week? Oh, damn, pal. Who's you? You. The only one that hadn't seen it. Um, here's what I thought about seven. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remember last week we ran out of time. Teddy Long had decided that he wanted to see what was in this special delivery box. We still don't know who it was from, but uh, now we're going to take the time to open your gift here, Theodore. So uh, why don't you show us all? I don't I'll know all the fans are interested in seeing what's in this box. Well, I'm very confident. I'm not worried about it. I know it's got to be a gift from one of my little Justice rich friends, so I'm just going to see what it is. Uh, yeah, go ahead and take the top off. I'm glad you finally decided to look in there. Well, wait a minute. Let's see. What's this? Nice hat there, Teddy. Yeah. What's this right here? Let me have that. Well, oh, you? you can have that. I, it's probably the bill. You can keep the bill. No, it's not a bill, as a matter of fact. That's a nice uh, set of threads there. White yeah. gloves. Hey. Nice hat. What? What's this? This is a chauffeur's outfit. This must be for you or Bob. I don't know. Don't, What's this? I don't think it's a chauffeur's outfit. All right. All right. It's yeah. not. It don't but belong to me. I think this this may explain it. You know what this is, Teddy? It's a contract. The contract you signed to, at the Clash of Champions? Yes, yeah, the contract it's, I signed to wrestle the one-on-one Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons. Yeah, it's my signature. I signed it. You signed it? It's all legal then, right? Well, yeah. you know, why don't I read? See what it's uh, highlighted there. I think I'd like to read this. A few fans will bear with us Go here. Ahead. The contract says that if Ric Flair or, or if, if Doom wins the match against Ric Flair or Arn Anderson this Tuesday night at the Clash of Champions, uh, then Teddy Long will win Ric Flair's Rolls Royce limousine. Okay, everybody knows that. Everybody knows and that. And his 65-foot yacht. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm going to win all of it. And they will not have to give the Horsemen a rematch at Starcade for the world tag title. That's right. Everybody knows that. Now, what's the problem? Well, the rest of the contract says... After what? Didn't you read the whole thing? 
No, I didn't read nothing. I it says it. right here that, and you signed it, yeah. it says that if Ric Flair or Arn Anderson win, they will receive a rematch at Starcade for the world tag titles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's correct. It also says that if they win, then Teddy Long must be their chauffeur for a day. What? The horseman. What? Didn't you read Did the fine print? Hey, come on, Rose, is this some kind of conspiracy? I never read nothing like that. I signed a contract, but I never read that. This Do you think yours. I'm going to wear this stuff right here? You're going to be chauffeur for a day if your men don't win Tuesday night. Well, let me tell you something. I'm very confident that Doom will take out either Ric Flair or Anderson, and I'm not going to wear no chauffeur cap. I'm not going to wear no coat, no gloves, or nothing, all right? What? Don't bring me out here and humiliate me or try to embarrass me on national TV. I'm not going to be a chauffeur. I'm not even worried about it. Doom are going to remain the world champions and they will beat either one of them at the clash of champions fans will be back why don't you go try why don't you go try on your new clothes fans we'll be right back no problem Rob. yeah chauffeur for a day you look good driving that limousine jr's bold man <laughs> he's uh giving it to teddy there so long opens up the present and uh hopper was pretty bored as he was yawning during it uh long uh. appears to receive a chauffeur's outfit from the horseman and Teddy says, this ain't for me. JR reads the contract, which Long seems to agree with for the most part until the end, where it says if Arn or Flair win, Long becomes the horseman's chauffeur for the day. Long doesn't like this and is fuming. JR says, you look good driving that limo. Damn, that was stiff. Uh, Doc, your thoughts first. So, is this underlying racist in 1990 in 2022 i'm trying to figure out that the 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 angle here because we we know we're not afraid to be racist in 1990 wcw i mean i think you could take it that way because of the whole chauffeur thing but it's not blatant like it's i mean some people I mean, would argue that it's blatant but yeah. It's not. It's not. When I say blatant, it ain't. It ain't what they did to Rocky King type blatant. Right. That's what I'm comparing it to. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Because it's the takeoff of the whole. And I'm sure it was done before then. But yeah, I remember the, the David Von Erich, Jimmy Garvin, where they had to go out to the farm and like move the hay. That shit was funny. Valet for a day. Valet for a day. Yeah. So th yeah. That's that's the one I remember. But. Man, my whole thing is if I was Doom, I'd be like, what other bullshit contracts are you signing for us without reading, motherfucker? <laughs> Teddy, we, this is your job. What are you doing? So I take a flare and arm are the baby faces? I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of... Well... What? It's kind of heel versus I'm in heel. For 19, I'm in for 1999. Now. I, I didn't even hear what you said. I said, look at their skin color. Oh, come well. on. Um, I, it's supposed to be heel versus heel. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. But now yeah. we're getting into that time frame where Flair's going to get cheered no matter what he does. And that had started a while back, but now it's it's there. Well, and it happens with the Freebirds, too. I mean, they they constantly get cheers on TV, whether in center stage or wherever. I mean, they're in Georgia. They're doing all these tapings in Georgia. and the Freebirds are always getting cheered. They're chanting for the DDT. They want Hayes to DDT somebody. I mean, like, so, I mean, it, I, I get it. I get I get why. But, yeah, I mean, and then these guys are long-standing folks. I mean, look, not that Reed and Simmons aren't a tribe liver, but, you know, it is Arn and Flair. They are the horsemen. I mean, they cheer them. It's, it's, 
Especially if you're out there against enhancement talent. You're throwing is up the Barry, four fingers and everything. Is Barry Windham still here? Yes, oh, he yeah. Is. He hadn't gone anywhere. I forgot about Barry. He had an he had an injured um he had an injured hand during this time or wrist or something. But remember, he was at the last um uh pay per view when he did that whole sting thing with Sid, the switcheroo that they figured out, oh that's Barry. Oh yeah. So he's still here, yeah. Uh, but I don't know, Harper. What do you think about this with uh, Teddy? I think it's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. Not the worst thing they're doing, though. That's what uh, the one thing you got to say. Well, we'll keep moving. We'll have to see if Teddy becomes a chauffeur. All right, commercials. Then we go to Magnum Force. Versus oh, Greg God. Sawyer and Scotty Williams. The fuck? Uh, me, either my eyes are playing games on me, or these are not the same two dudes from last week. Yeah, they I look different. I fast forwarded because fuck this. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They I, still look like the Ring Lords. That's true, too. Oh, God. Looks like some guy that you fucking your aunt dated in in fucking high school or something. No, I thought you were gonna say the guy changing all at the Jiffy Lube. They look like the guys that played high school football but still go to the Iron Maiden concert. Yeah. Well, those in the end in high school they waited for the new freshman class so they could beat the shit out of people. <laughs> uh, they are gonna win the match. Um, there's a finisher. They show a replay of it. Well, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Here it is, right here. I mean, my exact note was, I ain't doing this. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Doc. I mean, I hear you. All right, well, we get something, I guess, halfway exciting here. We get Sting versus the Nature Boy Buddy Landell next. And... I noticed this last week, but I can't remember if I mentioned it. They had Buddy Landell coming out to what sounds like a modified version of the Superman theme song. Have you noticed that at all, Doc? No, because I, I was fast-forwarding from the last match, and I went a little too far, so I missed Buddy's entrance. Okay. Well, they actually give Buddy and Sting like 10-plus minutes to go here. So it's, oh. you know, here we are, the world champion again, uh... And I'm not mad at this, you know, having a competitive match against Budro. But anyway, um, can you hit yeah, but, 52-44 with a little audio? Because Buddy hit a chop on Sting that would have made Rick proud. You said 52-44? Yes, sir. All right, so we're 52-36. Let me hit play. We'll get to it shortly. The attitudes reformed through the initiation of the U former U.S. champion Lex Luger as Sting and Landell trying to jockey for position. Landell with a big chop, and another one that echoes throughout the center stage, and the stinger turns the tables on him. Come on! Sound off a little, especially the first one. After that, the, the last one was kind of glancing. Boo Boudreaux should have done like Steve Regal did Goldberg and tied up Sting here. <laughs> I mean, shit, he's going to uh, get fired for something soon anyway, so he might as well have fun. He should have done um, Moon River while he was in the Scorpion lock. <laughs> <laughs> buddy's bump, buddy's bumping for Sting here, man. Bubby, yeah, flew around the ring for him, polished him up real nice. 
I noticed it didn't Buddy Buddy's from Knoxville, Tennessee, but somewhere in this JR said he was from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I mean, in Smoky Mountain, didn't at one point they say he was from California? That, that was when he brought in that guy that was his agent. But he, remember when he gave the promo before not the yes, yeah, and is, yeah, yeah. No, hey, I was, just, I knew that. Once again, Sting doesn't look bad if you have somebody making sure he looks good. Oh, I I agree. And Buddy can work. And Buddy don't know what he's doing behind the scenes, but that's not the problem. We don't care about that. He's good on TV when we see him. I mean, we've seen him in a clash. Like he's a clown. He had the Skid Row magic marker on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Landell's a treasure, man. I like. There's no. I, we say it all the time. Well, don't cross the Rubicon. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Some good. Go listen to, it's on YouTube, him and Colt Cabana. Budro in that episode is, I will never forget, it was a Friday, I was at work, I said, Doc, Buddy Landell is on Colt Cabana's show. And all we talked about it for weeks after. We even did a Patreon <laughs> episode on it. That, that, that's how mesmerizing that episode was treasure okay buddy bumps around buddy man buddy's you know he works the leg he puts up a nice battle against thing he puts budro puts a figure four on sting at one point sting reverses it but buddy gets out of it quickly after it was reversed he takes back control of the match buddy got in here and went toe-to-toe with the world champion for if like he wins, does he win 12 minutes you know i didn't pay attention to the stipulation Hopefully, the, they weren't doing non-title. Who's the U.S. champion? Luger. No, no. Stan Hansen. Hansen. Uh, is it? And Arn is still the TV champion. Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm, you're gonna lose it in like mm-hmm. another month and a half. Just wait for yeah. that one. Boy, man, Chris Zaha is gonna lose his mind. But is Lemmy? Was Lemmy gonna win it? all right well we're gonna work towards the finish here so sting hits the stinger stinger splash and wins the match but as he pins buddy once again the black scorpion music starts with the voice coming through the speakers in the building the freaking Mm. referee Mm. starts choking sting Huh? Now, yeah, yeah. Now, if you look at the ref Harper, he's not. I don't think he's one of our normal refs we normally see. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because he, he he doesn't look like uh, I don't think I've seen him before. Yeah. yeah. So what's the ref? So, the, uh, what the, the, the fuck? here comes. Are they beating up? Wait. Who's... So Master Sting Z is getting Man? choked. Sting is getting choked by the ref in the ring. Um, on the outside, I don't know who's. I don't know who. We got some more guys. We don't even know who they are. I might jumping Sting. Was that Eddie Gilbert? No, it wasn't Eddie no. Gilbert. In a red shirt, a... right there. Oh, no, oh, that's, that's Luger. Yeah, that's Luger. 
Yeah. That's Luger. So we had Pillman and Luger on the outside who eventually came out to help Sting. But Sting was choked by what I'm just going to call an evil ref or a planted ref. I don't know how else to say Why? it. Why? Well, I guess, again, this is my logic. Trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. I guess the Black Scorpion has got some kind of spell on the ref. And that's like why the ref... Something I don't know, bro. Look, I'm just trying to figure out a reason. I'm not saying that's it. This is stupid. Well, the ref jokes thing, Popper. Well, good. It happened. Good I feel like they had a booking meeting and heard pissed everybody off, and they were like, "Dude, fuck you," and left. And Herb was like, "I don't need y'all's goddamn asses anyway. I can write this shit myself." And then this is the result. Well, who's that? On the bottom, that's the Z-Man, right? The Z-Man, yeah. Jumping some uh, jabroni. I don't know who that somebody. is. Somebody. And then, somebody. then the dude in the ring with the funny hair, I don't know who that is. He's just some probably extra. So why do I care? It looks like the, the, uh, the guy, the uh, the con guy that was in Crockett. Uh, it could have been. But no, that wasn't Joe Con. Uh, yeah. Where the Con't fuck the his name the- was? The blue-eyed Singaporean. Yeah, T.J. Khan. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that wasn't him. But that's it. This is fucking dumb, bro. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the go-home show for for Clash, by the way. Remember that. Uh, Yeah, this is fucking stupid. We come back to the next match, and we got the Night Stalker with Ox Baker. Versus Jamie McKinnon. This thing don't last long. Big elbow drop by the Night Stalker. He wins quickly. And then clotheslines the dude over the top rope. Uh, Night Jesus Stalker. Christ. Does that not axe. need the axe. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back. That's worse to see than fucking that. My, uh, the, the fucking Drew McIntyre's sword that, that fucking bent. Hey, but at least he chopped open some ropes. Did y'all see that? His sword? <laughs> I didn't Wait, I didn't uh, notice it. Did he bend it on a rat? Which sword? No. His real sword or his pork <laughs> bend sword? It, on a... <laughs> it fucking fit like it was a fucking toy. Wow. And this asshole like doesn't even it, it's it's something from Party City. His axe. He's got it's, a paper mache axe. It looks like we had kids gonna be a hey and I'm going to be a, uh, the, the fucking executioner for Halloween. And that's the axe that your mom would buy at fucking, at fucking TG&Y. Sounds about mom, right. Mom, this doesn't look real. Shut up. I had to work two shifts last night. I don't give a shit. Take it. <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> or the cheapest, uh, the fucking cheapest Halloween costume was when you would just wear like the black fucking your quote-unquote church pants and wear a white uh, button-up shirt, the, the mama get that shitty makeup from from fucking Walgreens to get the fucking cape, and like, there, you fucking Count Dracula. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> that cheap-ass makeup. Harper would put on the black makeup so he could be Count Chocula. Oh. Harper, my mama used to get that bull crap from K&B. 
Yeah. The, yep. drug, the drugstore. Not KB Toys. That yeah. was a chain. The, we talking about KB, the drugstore. Kind of like Walgreens, CVS. It was local yeah. one in New Orleans. KB. Oh, my God. Yeah, she used to buy that cheap stuff from there. Oh, All right. Yeah, you can say that again. Nice soccer wins. No um, shocker there. <sighs> Good for him. Good for him. From there, we go to the next match. Ricky Morton there and Tommy go. Rich oh. versus Steve Stacks. I had to read his name twice when I saw it on the screen. I was like, oh, is it Steve Sacks? No, it's Stacks versus in Brian Carr. And uh, Brian Carr's been here before a couple times. Looks really good. Got a really good physique. And um, he looks like a wrestler, unlike some of the enhancement yeah. talents we see. But, uh, Doc, I'll throw it to you. They give them a little time. I mean, this is a shorter version of the show. What, what, do you, uh, what do you have from this one as they go about five, six minutes? I don't remember why, but my only note on this match was this wasn't very good. Well, it certainly I don't think was Brian Carr's fault. But, okay. I mean, like you He's got saying, tan. Yeah. Okay, so Doc always, Doc was saying earlier, hey, you know, we got a clash. Go home. Go home for the clash. I don't think they looked at the clashes that way. They were just like live specials. It wasn't necessarily, oh, we got a go home show for it. And to be honest, they didn't give two shits about the last two to three go home shows before Halloween Havoc. So, That's and that was a pay per view. So, why the hell would they care about a show right before a clash? Hmm. That's kind of my take on it. Now, I know that's probably not the best way to say it, but it's true. Anyway. No, fuck it. I mean, saying fuck it is a strategy, too, I guess. For Jim Hurd? Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's pressed by Tommy Rich for the win onto this tub of goo known as Steve Stacks. Hey, Harper, I got a question for you. Uh, when was the last time you went to work and just lost yourself in the passion and joy of your job and didn't think about what time you got off work that day? Never. Right. For real. Mike and I were having this discussion because there's these people that, like, want to like your lego building thing they want to do that a lot or they want to get together and have drinks after work oh fuck that dude i never got the point of hanging out with people that you work with after work it's like i don't like as soon as i clock out this is deleted from my fucking brain until tomorrow (laughs) morning that's the yeah like i don't want to like, I don't want to fucking discuss this shit like on a bar still like, oh, I can't believe so and so. I don't give a fuck. That's the right as, answer. as soon as I clock out, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to hang out with you motherfuckers. Fuck normal, off. Normal human response from the hard body. Dude, this is sage advice. If you're out there hanging out with your coworkers after work, you have what Mike terms as a mental illness. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got he, no fucking friends. You gotta oh. you gotta you gotta clarify something. Cause technically, Doc, you and I are hanging out after work. Yeah, but I that's mean, different. Well no, well okay, that's why I'm clarifying. We have a yeah. common interest. We have a we have a couple of common interests, you know, football, NFL, pro wrestling. So 
just living that, life and raising kids in the in in these times, you know. Yeah. So, like, you got to clarify because, like, I guarantee you, man, people go, well, well, you two, you know, hang out after work. Yeah. Oh, we do a podcast. And how much work is being talked? Well, yeah. well that's the other side of it. There's, there, well, we do talk about the T Rex and likely, things like that in the past. Yeah, but we're more likely to talk about fun stuff at work than we are to wa- talk about work stuff at fun time. Uh, now that I agree with. So I, I wanted to clarify that as we're talking about this. Now, the other thing is, so I get it when there are, you know, you have a friend that, you know, you really have some common interest. But I'm with you, Harper. I just, I can't see at my age, even in my 30s, like hanging out no. after work at the bar, at the Applebee's, at the Chili's, the local watering hole you know, the local, uh, just, hey, Mike. I, no. Hey, Mike, the accounting group's getting together after work. Would you like to, or they really wanted you to join because we're going to, we think it really will uh, build a strong sense of team and cohesion with the department. Bruh. That sounds like a fucking fear factor. I had someone one time, not this job, previous one, like they wanted it was a booker, like a, you know, a high, high level person. They were mad at me and a couple of other workers, employees, because they were in town and wanted to go to lunch and they didn't understand that we had work to do and we did not want to go to lunch. Like, no, we don't. We got stuff to do. We got places to be after work. We can't be doing that for an hour and a half at lunch just because you moseyed on in the town and it's a freaking dog and pony show. We got to get the work done because we got a life and a family to get home to and kids with baseball and soccer and all this stuff. And this person was like, oh, it's just one day to you. It's just one day to me. I'm at home. I'm going through a normal work day. I got to get the kid to the baseball diamond at five o'clock. I can't be sitting around here till five o'clock, five thirty-six o'clock, just because you flew into town. You got something you need to discuss with me. Please do so during non-lunch hours. Cause I'm going to be working during lunch so I can leave at my scheduled time. So Mike, anyway, so Mike, so we're like, we were the first generation in the workplace be like nah bro our parents would have been like can't tell the boss no and they would have done it because they got this weird martyr shit all baby boomers have it you're listening you're a baby boomer you're like that's not me you have it forget about it it's the one stereotype that works across every one of them they all want to be martyrs so we were the first generation that we're like eh, i ain't doing that but let me tell that's, you something it's partially today, true the kids today in the workplace, they're going to, they'll cut a promo on water. Oh, bro, they don't care. Dude, these youngsters, they don't care. They're brazen, dog. They don't give a Dude. shit. And I love it. I love Me it. They like, to cut pro- they like to cut promos on people. So now I don't have to. I ain't going to go either, but I'm not going to cut a promo. So I'm not going to be the first one to get shot at when they, when the bookers pull out the guns and start the firing squad. So, you know, it's like, you, you go get them, youngster. Bro, bro, Bubba, let me tell you something. The youngsters, 
I got a lot of complaints about the the, the early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, even some of the the, the, the very young thirty year olds. But one thing I like about them, they don't care. It will cut promos that <laughs> the generation before them did not do. And like we were quote unquote supposedly rebels, but the youngsters now, me and my wife were having this discussion a couple weekends ago. They give zero. Uh-uh. Zero. And right, now they don't, and right now, they can leave. If you're running a company, you're like, ah, what's about loans? They can leave your company and go make more money somewhere else next week. So they don't them. care. Mm. They do not care. It is don't, amazing don't, how much they don't if care. You, if you think you're going to stiff arm and, and play hardball with somebody who's 24 years old in a the job, they're going to tell you which hole to stick it in before they quit. <laughs> Bruh, they're going to do that. Hogan finger wave you. Basically <laughs> tell you in so many words, that's not going to work for me, brother, as they stroke their Fu Manchu. This is what they're really going to do. They're going to go get a job making more money, and then they're going to come back and tell everybody else like them that works at your place what they made and to come join them over there. Yeah. They're going to open – basically, in wrestling terms, they're going to open up a, a, a outlaw rival promotion and try to run your ass out of business. Bro, they will open the portal to that. It's, it's... – they I mean, what don't do you think Glassdoor is? Glassdoor is just a, a place to cut promos. I don't think most people know what Glassdoor is, Doc. It's not oh, an actual Glassdoor. So, so what? Yeah. What? It's a, what's it's a, a Glassdoor? You go in and you can rate your 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 company on different aspects, and then cut an overall promo on them. It's a website where you go in and cut a promo you on your company, review them, all that stuff. Glassdoor. Yeah. Yeah. It's called glassdoor.com. It's kind of funny. If you ever got time and you won't feel like reading it, it's there's some hilarious stuff in there sometimes. Also, the yeah. other place, if y'all got like Slack or, or Twitter or something at your workplace, man, the things that you thought but would, would never say, those kids say in a public forum with their name attached to it on company name. property. And email, they give zero. It's hilarious. Zero, Z- bro. It's one of them things where you 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 click on like an article because oh you're like oh okay that's something I I need to you know understand and it's something on like the company side of things and you you start reading it and then here come the comments and to post a comment you got to have your name and email address on it and bro they don't care. I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all, I mean, like, it's basically like there's a bunch of stone coals in the office. Now, they ain't got the talent stone cold does, you know, <laughs> but, they're tr- but they're trying to hone their craft. But they're trying. And, <laughs> it's it's I mean, glorious. Times have changed, bro. It, it is a different <laughs> world, man. It is a different world. All right. We'll keep going because this show is getting ready to get cut off. We got the Big Cat versus Jeff. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Gamble. Big Cat cuts a picture and picture promo talking about the Clash and Lex Luger. Cat says he will be right there by the Motor City Madman side. So stay tuned to the Clash if you're on Patreon. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT to see what that might mean 
I really don't know. I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a while. I assume Big Cat wins uh, this match. The episode actually gets chopped off at the end of this. I did check the records that appeared to be... Um, I checked the records for this show, I'm, I'm meaning, not the Clash. And this appeared to be the last match that took place for the taping. What I don't know is if there were promos that were cut out that would have closed the show heading into the clash in three days on November the 20th. Well, it so, might have been nice to have Arn and Flair out there to talk about their match on free TV on Tuesday, but whatever. I don't care. This was a mercy killing at the end. Yeah. Which fucking, what movie was that? What the fuck does that say? Wherever video is sold. Laser. Dude, look at that. Hold on. Let me I know. Go Let's see. There's a there's a there's some movie promo earlier where Sharon Stone, man. I remember what a smoke show she was. Who? No, that wasn't Sharon Stone. Sharon, that was totally oh, 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 that was Laser Mission. God, I, that was uh, Total Recall. Yeah, that was Total Recall, Doc. That you saw. Earlier. Let's look this stupid movie up and see what it says. Look, <laughs> Laser Mission. Are you looking it up, Hopper? Yeah, it's on fucking Tubi. It's got right, you're... it's got Brandon Lee in it. I don't know who that is. Fucking Bruce Lee's kid. Oh, the the yeah. Probe, bro. I didn't I didn't hear the name. Then why would you say you didn't know who that was? You wouldn't have known who anybody is. If you no, I'm name. saying when he said it, it didn't sound like he said Brandon Lee. I guess I don't know. It's a West German action film. Ew. Yeah. Ugh. Sounds sounds exciting. Laser mission. Laser mission. <laughs> sounds great. Okay. Box office. In the U.S., the film was a financial success. What? That's Brandon. Oh my God. How many douche means did it make? They said uh. Means it didn't make that. After Brandon Lee's untimely death uh, in an accident of the set of the crow, the movies, movies such as Laser Mission saw a surge in video sales. It's got a two, three and a half star rating on. No IMDb. shit. Yeah. Out of how many? Ten. Oh, fuck. That ain't good. That ain't even half. A three and a half out of ten. I'm sorry. Three and a half out of ten, and there's twenty three hundred votes. Yeah, that ain't good. That's the same kind of shit this episode's gonna get. Come on. Yeah. Laser Laser mission. mission. Okay. It was released November of eighty nine. If you sat down, if you sat down tonight at let's say nine forty, and hit play on Laser Mission or whatever. How many minutes into the movie would you make it before your mouth was open and your eyes were closed? (laughs) A second and a half. I was going to say you would make it about 13 minutes before you went, white people are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to rate this thing and hand out some Rolexes before we do so. Don't forget, you can get your very own Hard Body Hopper video shout out or you can get Hopper to cut a promo on someone or he can cut a promo on you, whatever you want. You just got to email him, chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com and then PayPal him, cc30388cc at yahoo.com. 
email him first, tell him what you want in a video, and then don't forget to PayPal him the 20 bucks so he can cut your video. Um, yeah, Harper is uh, still doing that, so make sure you, you get your own video shout out. Uh, we're going to rate it, hand out a Rolex doc. Uh, I'll let you go first. What are you going to rate it? Um, I'm going to give it some marks for only being an hour and 17 minutes long. Boy, so I'm going to no say, kidding. I'm going to say uh, a D minus. Yeah. These motherfuckers aren't going to fucking pass their finals, bro. This is not going to get you to the next grade. No. We need that to stage an, we need to stage an intervention with the counselor's office and maybe call in your parents. Fat, dumb, and stupid. It's not a was it fat, drunk, and stupid. It's not a way to go through life. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this was uh this episode was something dude. else. Dude, dude, this is bad. Yeah. yeah, I gotta give it. I gotta give it a D as well. Uh, I mean, it was Triple only an hour and seventeen minutes. Triple D's now. Now we're talking. <laughs> Uh, we do need to attempt to hand out a Rolex. Before we do so, don't forget, if you want Doc and I's breakdown of the next clash, you can only listen to that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also, last week, you know, we went like 55 minutes or so on the show open. So I posted that early for Patreon members. So I do that sometimes whenever we have a good show open or a lengthy show open and uh, that's got some substance in it. I try to get them posted early. So, yeah, you would have got that a week early if you are on Patreon. So don't forget, you can listen to some things early. Uh, not everything, but a few things here and there on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You also get the video versions, the things that Hopper and Doc and I are watching as we do this show. You'll get that as well on our Patreon page at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And last but not least, before we hand out or attempt to hand out the Rolex, don't forget if you're shopping on Amazon, use the BTT Associates link, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. A great way to support the show. If you can't afford to become a patron, but you shop on Amazon all the time, use that link, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. You know, do like our friend JBL Objective said on Twitter, Put the link in the browser for your girl every time. That way they use it. Bookmark it for them. You know, sometimes they need a little guidance. So help them out. All right. Uh, bro, I, I don't know. Like, do I give it to Buddy? Yeah. Because he had that match with Sting. Like, I feel like that's one of my only options here. I think I'm going to give it to Buddy. Doc, who are you giving yours to? Not all buddies are created equal. Sometimes he's kind of he can he's not always the he don't always have a strong motor. Tonight he worked hard, so I think it has to go to Buddy. Yeah. Well, there we go. So, what about you, Hopper? Yeah, Buddy. Buddy in, in that laser mission. Oh God, laser mission! All hey, right, everybody so... in the back was on a laser mission. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come out when Hopper said, figured out the name of this movie, Laser Mission. Cause like, Laser was, Mission. Laser Mission. Star of Brandon Lee. There he is right there. Laser Mission. All right, before we get out of here, I want to shout out our Vintage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out... Um, uh, the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They cover the ECW show on our Patreon feed. 
Uh, they also cover a free show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike Pru and JV's show, The Bottom Line Cast. All right, Doc, uh, anything else before we get out of here, wrap things up, ride off into the sunset, all that good stuff? Was that a Kawasaki mule that Stone Cold rode down at, uh, at, at WrestleMania? I that guess. Was funny. That was funny. That, man, we didn't really talk about it at the beginning of the show. Him and Owens going back and forth was gold. Owens is a star. Imagine if 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 uh, Kevin Owens had uh, oh God, what the hell was his manager's name? In a wheelchair, uh, Ron Wright. Right, you're right. Imagine if if uh, Kevin Owens had uh, Ron Ron White as his manager. Albert <laughs> did it again, Doc. Ron White. <laughs> right. 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 Not white. Here's right. right. Kevin, Kevin Owens doesn't need a manager. That's true. Dirty White Boy didn't either. That's true, too. Well, now I'm real confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that confusing note, we are going to get out of here. Uh, I don't have anything else. Doc, do you? I- I'm just going to be confused. Okay. Harper, hit the tagline. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs>